Are you a bucket filler or are you a bucket dipper? This is kind of, um, I don't want to say like the hottest thing out there in terms of behavioral management and self-regulation in schools, but it's a wonderful, wonderful way to get students to learn how to not only be kind to others, but be cognizant of being kind to themselves and learning how to use your voice in an appropriate way, all kinds of really good stuff. And sometimes it's important that we do fill our bucket. Um, Here's five things that filled my bucket this week. A Zoom Bible study that I enjoy so much. I served at our community dinner. Um, I learned a new song um, called How Good Is He? So Good. Um, That part wasn't in the title, but the title is How Good Is He? Um, I visited another church, which is where I heard that song, and quite honestly got a little bit of an idea and some of the material for this podcast. And then one of my all-time favorites was I did a continuous line drawing of Jesus. It's epic, and I love it so much, and I think people are afraid to say that they don't like it. It doesn't even matter, because I love it, and it totally filled my bucket. Let's talk about this a little bit more. This is going to be so much fun today. So just to give you a little bit of background, there is a woman, Carol McLeod, it might be... I hope I got that right. Um, Carol McLeod is her name. I wrote it down on my paper wrong and then got nervous that I was saying the wrong name. She wrote a book about filling other people's bucket in regards to putting good things into somebody's bucket meaning them, saying kind words, being encouraging, um, serving people, you know, all of the things that we associate with um, probably more of the behavioral rule that we went by, which was the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which P.S. is Luke chapter 6, 31. So it's right out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. So probably pretty equivalent to this whole bucket filling situation, but it gives kids a visual, right, of that you're going to fill somebody's bucket up, and that feels pretty good. Um, If you're a bucket dipper, you're taking something away from that person, so you're taking out of their bucket, and that's not cool, right? And so in the bucket filler story, you want to fill more dip less, and also use a lid. So using a lid is just being careful not to take things too personally, not to be able to filter out or put the lid on when somebody's, you know, throwing mud in your bucket. So good stuff, right? And it's so interesting because I listed one of the, my bucket fillers was visiting another church and a song called How Good Is He 
I'm telling you, the young woman who sang the song had kind of a, like, like I would describe it as one of those small, meek voices. Um, and she sang like from her heart and it was kind of folky. And the song I've, I looked it up on YouTube and I can't remember. It's like a worship group that does it. And it didn't sound the same. She just sang it with absolute passion for Christ. And it was so good. I'll share some of the words, um, with it, with you later, but the, um, church I went to, I believe is a non-denominational church. I'm not even sure. I just know that they worship a risen Lord Jesus Christ. And my friend Jesse had invited me, um, to come hear him preach next week, which PS is this week, but I went in excitement on Saturday and um, got there and um, one of the other pastors welcomed me and, you know, he said, hey, you know, what brings you here? And, you know, I said, my friend Jesse um, said he was preaching and he said, oh, Jesse's not preaching tonight. Are you going to stay? And I'm like, well, of course I'm going to stay. I came to worship just because Jesse isn't preaching doesn't mean I'm going to leave. And so I was glad that I did, um, heard the cool song. And then the sermon was started with, um, the woman at the well, such a great Bible story. Um, it's in the book of John and the story is it's like high noon, um, and it's hot. And when it's that hot, not a whole lot of um, women are going to the well. That was clearly a woman's job in the history of that time period. And not very many of them went at noon because it was so hot and you're going to, you know, draw water and then carry it back and it's heavy and hot. And so they would wait for either the cool of the morning or the cool of the evening. Um, just not when the sun was, you know, straight up and down in the um, sky and beating down on you. But this one particular woman did go there at that time because she knew that she would be there pretty much by herself and probably wasn't liked by other women and probably judged by other women and men. Um, and as she's at the well, who walks up but Jesus himself. And so in this sermon, the pastor was talking about being, he started off with saying, I'm so thirsty. Um, and it was great. It, all kinds of good stuff. And I'm sure I'll draw from some of my super cool sermon notes that I do, which I call them super cool because I do little pictures and um, I made the woman at the well look really cool with like um, sunglasses on and I made her robe like it was a little bit modern and, um, you know, it was just fun. And on, on Jesus's robe, I just put the word drink, um, because he's there to give her living water and it's awesome. Great story. Go read it. Not right now though. Finish listening to this first, but 
I also felt compelled to talk a little bit about service and serving people. And I mentioned that I um, did the Echo Dinner and not that I did it by myself. We had this super cool team of people. Um, Brian Bear is one of the most amazing serv- servants I've ever met in my life. He also ironically served um, in the military. Brian, I think you were army, not really sure. Anyways, so always grateful for somebody who will, who is willing to serve our country and, um, Mary and Jim and Kate and Charlize and Ava and their grandpa, just Brian and his daughter and Lauren, I believe is her name, just beautiful humans. And we asked everybody's name who came to the community dinner. And we asked um, if they had prayer requests. And, you know, there's some pretty big prayer requests. You know, I want to be reunited with my family. I'd like to have my life back. Oh, that one's heart-wrenching, right? So, you know, we pray for Jason for that. Um, some just were interested in prayers for other people. Pray for my sister. Um, pray for my friend who's terminal. Um, it was snowing that day, and Craig said, pray for everybody who's driving for today, which I thought was amazing. Julie um, came over from a apartment building and picked up, brought a cart and picked up 20 meals so that um, her neighbors didn't have to walk over in the snow and, you know, risk tripping on the ice. Like, that's just good stuff, right? And so as I was thinking about being thirsty and the woman at the well and wanting to talk a little bit about that experience and the echo dinner. I realized like, oh my gosh, that's like bucket filling, right? She went to the well to fill her bucket and boy, did she ever get what she bargained for in that same service. Um, is where they sang the song, How Good Is He? And um, if you look it up, it's vertical worship um, that I think it's recorded by, or maybe even they wrote it, I do not know. But I'm just going to give you sort of the cliff notes because it says, How Good Is He? Far beyond what my eyes could see, yet he stands in front of me. How good is he? He paints a canvas with a million stars, yet still he holds my heart. The chorus says, Our Father in heaven, the light of salvation, oh, how good is he. The breath of Almighty before and behind me, oh, how good is he. Goes on to say, Forgiveness isn't bound by circumstance. He's the God of second chance. How good is he. When a sinner's heart is all that I could bring, still he welcomes me. How good is he? Um, And then the chorus again. And then 
there's a moment where everyone's singing everything with everything for everything. Thank you, Jesus. And that's repeated several times. And then it, I just loved the ending too. How good is he? How good is our God? How good is he? If he never did another thing for me, he is all I ever need. How good is he? I was just super moved by that song. And the section where, I don't think it's really called a section. I think it's called a verse where he says, I say he says where God is giving us forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't bound by circumstance. He is the God of second chance. When a sinner's heart is all that I could bring, still he welcomes me. And that is so perfect for the woman at the well. And it is so perfect for me and you because God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit are in the bucket filling business. I loved that the pastor said, there is only one way to quench your thirst. This is a, this is a fulfillment that only God can provide. And it's so true. We thirst for a lot more than just water. Um, we thirst for fulfillment every single day. We, we thirst for that wanting to be long, that wanting to be liked, that wanting to be loved, that, that desire to, to be good and to do good and to be fulfilled on this earth. And, and what is our purpose and our direction and what is our goals and what is our vision and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And God legit is before us and behind us. He stands in front of me. It's so amazing. And it's so super simple. It's like crazy convoluted with he paints a canvas with a million stars. Like God is the creator of the entire Milky Way and galaxy and all the celestial things that are in the sky. You can tell I'm not really an astronomer in any way, but yet he still holds your heart. Like, isn't that beautiful and amazing? Like, doesn't it just move you? I think that we get so caught up in this world and what people say is right. And, oh my gosh, one of the, like people were complaining on the, on the social media when somebody pointed out for the first time, there's two black, um, quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. 
And somebody's like, why does it always have to be about black or white? How about it doesn't when it's no longer the first? When, when it's not the first time that this is happening and when it's not the first time, you know, that people of color are getting a chance. And, and you know, it's kind of like, you know, the new word woke is almost a bad word these days. And at the end of the day, it's about bucket filling. Are you filling somebody's bucket regardless of their race, regardless of their um, sexual orientation, regardless of their religion? Do you fill do you fill the bucket of just clean, decent, normal, I'm doing air quotes, people? Or do you fill the bucket of the broken and the dirty and the ugly and the frustrating and the rude and the hard, you know, like it's amazing when you work hard to fill the bucket of somebody that your brain can't fathom deserves that and yet Christ does that for us because his forgiveness isn't bound by circumstance like the song says he's the God of a second chance and all of us come before him with a sinner's heart and and who measures that sin I mean we certainly do we measure it by the heinous, and, and don't get me wrong, we have to have some sort of um, measurement because, you know, if you throw a piece of gum wrapper on the ground, yeah, that's littering. But if you do, you know, a giant oil spill, that's a way more heinous crime, so to speak, right? But sin is sin. And we come before God broken and sinful and in, in need of his grace and in need of his mercy. And so I love that we learn about bucket filling from Christ himself. The woman goes to the well to fill her bucket with water. And instead, Christ fills her personal bucket. A super duper cool thing about our God is when he inspired men to write the scriptures, he is so calculated in regards to all these things that would weave together. And I loved that Pastor Jeff from Faith Community shared that like in Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12, 
it says, with joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. Now, this wasn't a reference to the woman at the well. And isn't necessarily always connected there. But clearly, when somebody is well versed in their Bible and is reading, and all of a sudden you know the story of the woman of the well, and you read this, or you have read that, and then you read the story of the woman at the well, with joy she will draw from the wells of salvation because she is in the presence of the one. Who would give us salvation? Also in Psalm 42, um, so my soul pants for you, my God, like a deer pants for water, like so my soul will pant for you. She's thirsty, right? She's just so in need. And like this, like that psalm would definitely describe her. And so Psalm 42, 2, my soul thirsts for God. Oh my goodness. It is so true. So here's this woman at the well, hoping to fill her bucket with real water. And Jesus walks up. Let me have a drink of water while I tell you this story. And Jesus starts having a conversation with her. Like right there just tells you so much about our Jesus. A, that he's willing to have a conversation with a woman in a day and age where that wasn't really appropriate, especially one-on-one -on -one where there's no other people around. Secondly, she's a Samaritan and not a Jew. And so that was like, you know, sharks and jets, right? Well, okay, maybe not gangs, but still it was, you know, Parker and Craig. That's a total Janesville, Wisconsin reference, which is hilarious because those are the two high schools, but you get it, right? There's um, a little bit of black and white going on in that, in, in that time. And racial um, tension exists and it continues to exist until we continue to learn how to, um, love God and love people. It's going to happen. And so it was happening in those days, but Jesus said, mm, yep, yeah, no, I'm going to talk to the woman and I'm going to talk to the Samaritan and I'm just going to love on her. And, you know, she quickly learns that Jesus knows that she has not only, had four other husbands, but the fifth man that she is with is not her husband and she's living with him. And he says, he asks for water and then, then basically says, you should be asking me for water. Like I am the living water and she's like, yeah, give me some of this living water. And as she speaks to him, she realizes that this must be the Messiah. So she's not stupid. Like she has heard about Jesus. She's heard about 
Jews and the God that they worship and that a Messiah is coming. And she recognizes this, this is my Jesus. And then I've done a really terrible job like condensing this, but read it because it is so good. She then goes into town and tells everybody like Jesus knew my whole story. This is the guy I am convinced and I am saved and I, this is our Jesus. And then people come around because of her and come to know Jesus. And, and she got her bucket filled and then went out and filled other people's buckets. And that's what it's all about in a, in a moment where she probably was guarded and could have easily used her lid and not let this man at the well, you know, tell her who she was and who she was with and that kind of stuff. But Jesus didn't speak ugly words. He spoke kind and loving words and words of hope and words of salvation and words of forgiveness. And her heart melts. And that, friends, is Jesus himself filling her bucket, not with actual H2O. He's filling her heart bucket and it is overflowing, which remember last week when we were talking about Psalm 23 and I said, you know, Jesus prepares a table right in the presence of my enemies. Oh my gosh. The second thing says he, he anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. It is that bucket filling method of God that whether it's your bucket or your cup or whatever, your barns, they overflow because God is so good. Being a bucket filler is filling other people's buckets, but also filling your own bucket you know, putting in, um, God's word, putting in, um, self talk that is good, like positive things, like no, no self hate. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm really not being very articulate at all, but you know, we get so down on ourselves and that isn't, you know, why are, why would we be allowed to dip into our own bucket if it's not good to dip into somebody else's bucket, right? So we want to, we want to speak words that are positive and kind and good to ourselves. We want to speak grace to others and have that, that grace, um, heard by us as well. You know, everything that comes out of our mouth goes into our ears. And so instead of like, you know, you lose your keys and you're like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. I call myself names all the time and I've got to stop it. Um, and 
if I encouraged myself like I would want to encourage other people, I'm sure that would do me a whole lot of good. I, um, I love listening to my sister Susie talk to people. She is a bucket filler. She always will find a kind thing to say about somebody. Um, they could be the craziest, weirdest dresser in the world. And she would be like, oh my gosh, I love this material or the texture on your blazer is so super cool. Or I love the way you put on your makeup. Um, or when did you grow a beard? Wow, that's awesome. Things that just always fill somebody's bucket and no doubt they go away feeling awesome. Um, Paul did a commercial for me. I can't figure out how to download it and have it be the real commercial, which PS, did you love my commercial? Cause that was, that was my second attempt after I tried to download the commercial that Paul made for me. Um, and what I loved in it was he calls himself um, the number two fan. I know, sorry, everybody, but you know, it's the whole Ron Howard, Cliff Howard and Susie and Chrissy kind of situation. She's my ride or die and like totally stuck up for me. Talk about being a bucket filler. One time um, in about seventh grade, for sure seventh grade, because I was at Marshall Junior High School and I took the bus home and somebody's boyfriend was flirting with me. I didn't even get it. Like, it was just like, this guy, this kid's nice and he's funny and I'm laughing with him and whatever. And I got a prank phone call from the girl who said not very good bucket filling words. They were very bucket dipper words about grass and a lawnmower. And it was scary. And I was, I should have used my lid, but I was nervous. And my sister said, well, who was that? And I'm like, I don't know who it was, you know? And I w was trying to think and somewhere along the line, somebody must've said the boyfriend was flirting with me and they called back the next day. Now my mouth is getting really dry because I'm nervous. And my sister picks up the phone and completely defended me and said, listen, my sister Chrissy is the nicest person I know. She's not interested in your boyfriend. You're being mean. Cut it out. And she used the lid to protect me. And so we use our lid to protect ourselves, but we also help put a lid on something that is not good in this world. And so that's part of the reason why she gets to be my number one fan because she was my first friend in life and she's my big sister and she's a good human. Um, and the rest of you are all amazing humans too. Um, I, you fill my bucket when you send me emails, Judy, and when 
Phyllis, you tell people to listen to me. And Paul, when you think of me with um, cool Christian um, t-shirts and Christian music and sermons. And I am so grateful that my bucket just overflows all the time. And so sometimes I fill my own bucket up um, by listening to a book on, I was just going to say a book on tape. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Uh, like an audio book. Um, I just listened to, I'm listening to one that was about Tamar and then now about Rahab, women that also get a bad rap and it's so super good. I like to do art. And when I did that continuous line, Jesus, and it turned out so good, totally made me happy. Serving at the Echo Dinner also filled my bucket. And it's crazy how amazing that is. Anytime you are filling somebody's bucket, it's like God gives you a measure in your own bucket. And I love that. You you can't outgive God. You can't outserve God. You can't outlove God. And that is like this giant benefit. But you don't do it for that reason. You don't you don't give so that people see that you're doing this great thing. I don't share that I served at the Echo Dinner to tell you, oh my gosh, I'm so great. I served at the Echo Dinner because anyone can do it. I want you to know that that was such a bucket filler for me and that there, God creates us to be in community with people. And, and when we share Jesus, we are just so blessed by it. And it doesn't mean, I trust me, I don't have any more money or I'm probably not even that better off than lots of them, but my circumstances are different. And so because of that, I am so so blessed. And God allows me to use the minimal resources I have to do all the things I need to do. And I, he just never lets my bucket go empty. And I'm so grateful for that. So think about how you are going to fill others' buckets and have your bucket full. I'm cracking up because this is another like challenge and then it starts reminding me of friends when um, the girls like um, are trying to get like switch apartments and trade their apartments and then it turns into this whole um, bet and challenge and Ross keeps saying challenge extended challenge accepted so challenge extended in terms of being bucket fillers and honestly you guys you are bucket fillers you are the people who listen because you think that something in this podcast will fill your bucket and then you end up filling my bucket and it's awesome so I know that you are all bucket fillers and have every one of you have filled my bucket Let's keep it going. How do we go a bit further? How do we work at using our lids, um, stopping 
things that aren't right, stopping conversation that isn't right, stopping things that are going on that seem like normal stuff, but probably should stop. Let's use our lids. Let's try to dip less, judge less. You know what I'm saying? Um, lose our tempers less, um, a little bit less road rage, um, frustration, um, greed, um, envy, any of those things. Just comparison in general is kind of a bucket dipper. Uh, And think about the things that you can do that will fill not only others' buckets, but also your bucket. Um, But really, when you are thinking about filling somebody's bucket, there is God continuing to just pour that living water out on you. So when you're parched, go to the well and let Jesus fill your bucket up. Thank you.